before we begin, we'd like to stress that Info Booth Ladies is an unofficial podcast. All views expressed are our own, and we do not speak on behalf of the Minnesota State Fair. Welcome to Info Booth, ladies, a behind-the-scenes podcast about the Minnesota State Fair. We're your hosts. I'm Kristen. I'm Kathy. And unfortunately, Margie is feeling under the weather tonight, so she couldn't join us for this interview. (laughs) Miss you, Margie. But our guest on the show today is none other than Mr. Craig Floor. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Who I've known for, well, too long to even say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time. You're right. (laughs) Okay, Craig, I think you have... Maybe one of the coolest jobs at the fair, would you say? Everybody tells me that, yes. <laughs> they think it's the greatest thing in the world. So, okay, so tell our listeners, what is it that you do? Uh, I am currently the operations manager or the grandstand superintendent for Grandstand Productions, the backstage side of all the grandstand shows that we put on here at the Minnesota State Fair. Pretty cool. Yeah, most days. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> most like the, days. The yeah. ultimate backstage pass. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Okay, so how long have you been doing that? Uh, I started in 1989, so oh. I believe this is the 32nd fair. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm losing track because of 2020. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's either 30. I think this is 32nd. I think last year was 32. So anyway, so it's something like that. Wow! And what position did you start out in? Um, we were considered a loader, so we would actually we got hired on to push all the production boxes out of the semi up to the stage, and that's all the further we could go. Uh, and then when we weren't loading or unloading all the production trucks that came in and out, we swept behind the stage, cleaned the bathrooms, set up different things, and just putzed around and did other stuff all during the, the stage. day. All, all behind, behind the, the stage. stage. Not what, but- yeah, way back when we couldn't go out in front of the stage ever. Hmm. There was there was a hollow you know the hollow yeah. ground. You couldn't yeah. go out there really, and and that wasn't part of our responsibility then. But it's the it's all changed now. But it's yeah. all good. Yeah, so. That's how I started, and then yeah, then eventually became a a venue runner. So that's where you know, and you talked with with Jimmy on on that with the free stages, where yep. at times you get to go pick up the artists from the airport or the hotel, or most of the time it's just taking the bus drivers back and forth or the truck drivers <laughs> who get to sleep during the day while you're setting up for the show, and and the show goes on, and then you have to go pick them up at midnight so they can drive to the next gig. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times it's with the artists and having some fun and. And meeting some people and or running around and getting their you know sundries or little things they need during the day just to survive because they don't know where target is or they don't have time to go to target the, <laughs> so how long did you do that, that i only did that a couple years like three or four you know i was a loader for about five years and then two or three four years i was a kind of the venue runner and then it kind of evolved into so we're about eight ten years in <laughs> yeah and then it kind of evolved into this operations thing and and um it just kind of kept going it was I have an odd knack, and, and a lot of people do at the fair. You come in only for the two weeks or 12 days, and you, you remember what you did last year, where things are, how things need to be set up, what you have to do in your little area. Mm-hmm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have that. You know, 
your booth has changed over the years, but oh yeah, yeah you all there's... know how exactly you want it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure you're frustrated with the evening crew because they move your stuff <laughs> when you come back. No and I comment. only say that because my <laughs> my mother-in-law worked at the uh, uh, the visitor center in the info for several years oh, as well. Oh, that's awesome. Really? And she would talk about that every once in a while too, just... They moved my stuff again. And anyway, so it's all good. It's all good. But we all love everybody that works there. And and but you just kind of roll with it. And so knowing and remembering year after year and just keep keep rolling. Um, and then every once in a while, it would feel like I'm the, you know, the uh, Morgan Freeman character in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Craig Craig knows how to get things or who to talk to at the at the fair yeah. or a little outside of the fairgrounds, where to go, what to do. You're the person um, that has the duct tape. Yeah, you know, and, and you just. <laughs> find stuff or, or you know which company to call or, or to get something as we move on with different things as they're coming in just for a day and yeah. you're there all the time so and how long have you been in like in your current role uh the current role i want to say probably we're probably pushing 10 years now um but you after, do more than just push boxes now well yeah um mm-hmm. and now it's it's helping make sure everything's ready in the backstage area uh, the dressing rooms whatever that production needs um uh for the show backstage and then um, it's evolved, and now I'm in charge of everything that the, kind of the guest experience side as well. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I help be help with the ticket takers, and then the security company, and the usher company, and the concessionaires, and the uh, officers that are there, and the fire department coming in, and the EMTs that are there, and just making sure everybody has all the information they need for that successful show. So there's no surprises for everybody. There's a security meeting every day and they talk about what the artist might do. And sometimes, you know, an artist might come down and walk through the crowd a little bit, playing their guitar or doing something like that. So just so everybody knows what's going on or if there's pyrotechnics. So at least they know (laughs) that during this song, halfway through, there's going to be a big boom on the stage. Don't be alarmed. It's part of the show. Uh, You know, it's all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, Okay. That's good to have a heads up on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's, and it's, it's. You know, industry standard type stuff, whether you're XL, Target Center, anywhere else. But um, yeah, so it's just kind of doing all that kind of stuff and making sure they're all on the same page. And, and you don't have and to do anything that. with the fireworks or anything like that, um, do you? Help cue them and make sure that I mean, they that, have what they need to. That's really so. impressive. I mean, yeah. the Minnesota State Fair to have such a big fireworks show yep. Yep. every night. Every night. night. Yep. Every night. Yep, for 10 minutes every night. Mm-hmm. And the big boom at the end, then you know yep. that it's Then you know done. it's over. <laughs> Is it always 10 minutes? Give or take. Yeah. It's 8 to 10 minutes. If there's weather coming in, they might shoot it a little fast. They can they can do a few <laughs> things. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. they keep rolling. But, yeah, every night and hopefully everything's, all the fireworks are shot off before 11 o'clock. <laughs> That's our curfew. Yeah. People always ask us, you know, what time are the fireworks? Yep. And we have to say, well, it, it's different every day because yep. it's whenever the Grandstand Act yeah, concludes. We, too, have a little bit of ballpark figure, you know, close. when. Yeah, and we didn't have that information my first few oh, years. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Well, and we used to have to call the horse barn all the time because horses are way too skittish. So oh. they would want to know what time the fireworks were going. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Just so that all the owners could calm their horses. And I'd anyway. never even thought I of that. I never yeah, even so the, thought of There's that. some of that that was out there over the years that it's changed a little bit. They a little bit better but yeah that was a big deal way back in the day too yeah i bet so, yeah remind me how i i mean i i definitely worked during the years of the racetrack but oh yeah how remind me how that worked the stage was in between yeah so the grandstand came down there was a little area called the promenade which was kind of a walkway and that was between the the race fence that mm-hmm. sort of protected the crowd and that um part of that went down and the and the stage actually rolled across the racetrack and then would be uh, up towards the this this the promenade, 
So really? the first row of the fair, first row of the grandstand. It was really a lot closer. A lot closer. You were about 20 feet, 20 to 30 feet from the edge of the stage at the same level. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. E, F, and G were usually yeah. the good row. Those good were great sec- Those are the great sections. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it would roll up. And then, you know, and before I started working there, they would have races in the afternoon and then roll that stage up and have a concert that night. No way. Where they were during the race, they'd be putting equipment on the stage and getting everything going. It was there was some uh, early eighties, mid eighties. There was some unbelievable orchestration of how that worked to <laughs> to roll in with that. And I wasn't there for that, but it was pretty impressive talking to and the huge people. screens that they had by the bleachers oh, too yeah, were yeah. huge. Yep. And it, it, <laughs> you used to be able to watch the concert mm-hmm. a certain area on the fairgrounds by watch looking at the yep. bleacher screens mm-hmm. because you could hear the music. Yeah, usually right by behind the giant slide, right there is a good yep, sweet that's a good spot. spot. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. So that was that, um, and they were doing it a lot when I started. It was we were down to only one race a year. So it, the race was on Labor on Day, Labor Day. It, yeah. and yeah. then there wasn't a concert that night. There was not a concert on Labor Day night. We would just do the race. Race would be over about five, six o'clock, and then we we're done. So yeah. shut her down. Do you miss that kind of an ending to the fair, or um, do you prefer the having the race? Was <laughs> we were me and the guys, especially way back when, we would help build the race fence and put the walls, the temporary pit walls, and all sorts of stuff. And it was we were punched in for thirty six hours from mm. Sunday morning all the way through that concert. Oh, gosh. And then to go all night long to be ready, have a race, be ready for a racetrack at 6 in the morning. Oh. Because that's when the race cars would roll in on Labor Day and set up their pits and that kind of stuff. And then usually, even though we were still punched in, that as cars started going around and around and around, and I don't know if you guys ever worked mm-hmm. in the info booth where you couldn't hear a patron or anything <laughs> yes. else, yes. Um, we would go down in the old bunker and we would start napping. Yeah, but we were there, but we were on because if something came up or we had to go help with something, um, they'd come wake us up and we'd we'd and go. And that bunker's but, still there too. Uh, no, the bunker's oh, long the gone. The bunker's gone. Bunker's okay. long gone. Okay. So for so. the listener, the bunker used to be in the middle of the racetrack. Yep, and that that was one of the original. When you look back at really old photos, that was the actual stage on top of that bunker ah. for a while. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and underneath, I mean. If there was ever an apocalypse or anything like that, that's where I wanted to go because the walls totally. were all like three feet thick. Yes. Um, other than it was wet and damp for a lot of it when it rained, and yeah. there were probably special molds and bacterias <laughs> growing in there that I'm a lot healthier. It's probably why I never got COVID because whatever I was exposed to in there, you know, made my immune system bulletproof. But it it was a unique space. But we had a full yeah. kitchen down there, yeah. and it was it was in dressing rooms. It was a unique unique space it definitely had a, a unique vibe <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah yeah and and yeah. having famous people around possibly any corner also yeah. lent to that vibe yep. i remember yep. going down there as a runner in my early 20s and yep. just being like keep your head down just walk for just keep walking like, <laughs> yeah. don't look at anybody <laughs> yeah 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 it was i yeah, almost i almost took out uh ann murray one year i came running down the stairs <laughs> really fast down the stairs and turned the corner and literally oh, no. almost ran into Ann Murray, one of the last times she played at the fair, and <laughs> it would have been bad because the way I was moving, it was. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been bad. But <laughs> okay, so then they took out the racetrack. Mm-hmm. That was like two thousand three ish. Two thousand two was the last race. Okay, that was going to be my stump. The whatever, oh, but anyway, shoot. I got another one, so it's all okay, good. good sorry. Um, yeah, two thousand two was the last race we had. Um, yeah, and that was the last time. And then they tore down that bunker the year out or that winter after that and mm-hmm. then kind of created the new configuration that we have now 
So are you in trailers now or? Yeah, we uh, just like construction trailers yeah. or that kind of stuff. And we just set up all our temporary offices. After they tore down the bunker, um, just to the west of where that stage of bunker was, we built, I call it the dining shack. <laughs> um, it was very expensive that we built, but <laughs> it has a full kitchen and it has uh, restrooms uh, with full showers for everybody because all these sure. guys that are on the road, you worked really hard to get everything off, loaded up, and you're just filthy. <laughs> and now you got to get on a bus for six hours to go to the next show. Yeah. So we at least have hot showers, decent showers for these folks to shower up and then get on the bus and get out of there. So we built that infrastructure. Um, which has worked out quite well, you know, walk-in coolers and that kind of stuff. And it's worked really well. It's not air-conditioned, uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, the dining room is big enough and, you know, we rarely don't have space for whatever's there, the visiting production and the local uh, stagehands that are working everything all day long. So, um, so yeah, we did build a nice building for that to, to handle that kind of stuff, which is way sense. better than some of these festivals or because they consider the fair a festival. Yeah. And you're out in a field and you're in a tent yeah. with a dirt floor or a mud floor, depending what's happening. And <laughs> catering is just coming in there. from the local high V or who knows oh, what. We've right. heard all sorts of stuff. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, to have that and everything's prepared fresh right there for these folks and yeah it's all kind of nice yeah our runners and or the cater catering company will will still run out and and get fair if they food get hungry for, the, for yeah, if yeah. they want well, something nice to yeah let's try a couple things and you know it's cookies or a prano pup or you know cheese curds someone look at cheese curds what's a cheese curd and, you know just different things like <laughs> Deep that fried so pickles too would be oh yeah <laughs> there's there's all that kind of stuff we'll run out and get different things that way and and the restaurants they might get um post-show food or after-show food for the bus and for driving after they're done, it might be from a local restaurant too when we go off grounds and bring oh, that's something back nice. in for them too. So, and that's all part of their their contract and show and all that good stuff. So, Yeah, they can write some interesting things into their contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the writers there. <laughs> yep. You got any crazy story for, stories for I, us? You know, I haven't seen any of those. And I always think, <laughs> you know, doing this for as long as I have – and reading several of them, you, you look and you hear the horror stories that somebody has. You know, you need, you know, a blue flower and da 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 da. Yeah. And I think part of that is just so that you actually read it. Yeah, you know, right. Some of yeah. the really odd things, they're probably not that big of a deal. But if you have it, then they know you read everything else and the day's going to go great. And yeah, that's a good you know, point. That's, you know, yeah, that's, so I never that's usually that. what it is yeah. when you hear the, the green M&M story or something crazy. There might be yeah. something odd in there. And, you know, the other part is just communication with the management. So yeah, some of that, and we want to make it a great experience for them, the guests, you know, just like you guys do with the other 250,000 people that come in. <laughs> Any thought about, you know, cause I know that during the summer in Minnesota, we have so many country music festivals. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, can you imagine how hard it is for our, the Minnesota state fair entertainment to get somebody to come to oh, the yeah. state fair with how many festivals we yep. have? Yeah, all the different and the venues and the in the casinos and the Exo exactly. Energy Center and the Canterbury, Target Center. Canterbury now yep, too. Canterbury, yeah. just everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a very tough market, and mm-hmm. you know we all know we live here, right? And nobody's coming to do an outdoor festival in January, so um, <laughs> we have a limited time. Yeah, yeah. And everybody wants to come through here, and yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, and then, there's so many factors in that too. Oh, yeah. I mean. You know, with agents and artists and promoters mm-hmm. and whatever, they have clauses where you can't promote within a yep. certain radius, within a yeah. certain days. I mean, the job that they do putting together the oh. lineup, I mean, it, it, it's it, crazy. It, holy cow. I, they have to be applauded for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, for, I mean it, there's, yeah. there's artists that I know she's signed and are done, but the reason they won't go on sale till, say, June is because they're performing, yeah. maybe performing somewhere else in Minnesota, 
And because of that contract, mm-hmm. they can't announce there's a show in the Twin and, Cities. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, which all that kind sense. of stuff. So yeah. there's radiuses and, that, and you said mm-hmm. the country festivals and all that stuff. So, so many things to think yeah. about. Yeah. And uh, they they play a lot with that. And I don't know half of it, but <laughs> yeah, I've just heard either, a little yeah. bit. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're in the entertainment office, yeah. you talk and you listen and you yeah. learn a little bit and it's impressive well when i lived in nashville one of oh, my yeah. temp jobs i did was with caa which okay. is a major um agent agency for, yeah yeah for music for musicians and so i would get a look at some of the contracts yeah. and yeah it was always fascinating yeah. to see what was in there yep. yeah they're pretty cool they're pretty cool so <laughs> but i think the state fair does a really good job though i mean they do great by, oh they yeah. have such a wide selection yep you know we have the grandstand but mm-hmm. how many of the free stages the entertainment alone just mm-hmm. it's just remarkable <laughs> minnesota's largest music festival in the state with over 900 acts i mean you see that in the advertisement and the social media that goes yeah. out there's over 900 acts you know yeah. in 12 days that's wild yeah think of the logistics i mean yeah. <laughs> i mean and i'm only worried about 12 of them and everybody else has got way more stuff to deal with than what we help with yeah. you know backstage so i have another helper tammy who she works at the ordway during the rest of the year and she comes in and and helps with uh comp tickets and all sorts of other stuff with us and and then we have uh, a different gentleman uh perk right now that comes in from seattle he's our production manager so he's the one that just knows that they need this you know microphone and what's coming in or they're bringing their sound and lights or we have to supply this or do that they need you know to set up their stage within the four hours that we want to make sure everything's set up they need x amount of people wow and then we just hire that labor company to come in and they come in and work all day or and you have to make sure the logistics of all those well people. yeah that yeah, they too. can get into the fair that's always yeah, fun too yeah. is just and getting fine. into the fairgrounds <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and whatnot so yeah it's bringing that group in and then you know, as the day goes on, there's less and less of those guys. They all go home. And then when the show is over, if it's a big show, there might be 40 of them that show up so we can get everything that they brought in, sound, lights, and their stage and that kind of stuff, and getting that or stage uh, effects, whatever's up there, all out of here, back on the trucks within, you know, by one o'clock in the morning. Mm. So we're gone. So, you know, two, three hours, everything's packed wow. up and they're on the road. So your day starts. Uh, yeah, it can start. Yeah, really it, early and ends it can. real early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Sometimes wow. it's 16, 18 hours a day, and then you do mm. it again the next day. And Wow. Yeah. Do you ever just stay at the fairgrounds? I, I have. I haven't. <laughs> now that I have family, I yeah. go home a lot more now. Back when, uh, before we started having kids, yeah, we just crash there. You know, yeah. find a bunk, just something to grab a sleeping bag, just crash for five hours, <laughs> get up, and do it again. So, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- that's just amazing, too, to think that, okay, the grandstand show ends at 11. 11 at the latest, And yeah. then you're done at one by or two. One, one or yeah, two. Could be. Yeah. I mean, that if you've ever been to a grandstand show, there's lo- lights mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, there's and, a lot of... And there's a lot... Of, some of those logistics are, you know, we rent a, a lighting rig that stays at the fair the whole time. The sound system we rent uh, out of Nashville, and that's there the whole time. So okay. unless an artist is really picky or... <laughs> You know, it all stays Special up. Special needs in yeah. their contract. <laughs> you know, so some of it stays up. So some of those nights are quick to get out of there because it's just their instruments and, you know, it may be a riser or something they have on the stage. It goes quick. Yeah. Well, tell us some stories. I mean, memorable people that have been through there during your time. It's been a lot. But, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's it been interesting. You know, most of who we as production, our Grandstand production crew deal with are more the management team and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonnie Raitt, her personal assistant that kind of manages all sorts of stuff. She had never milked a cow or basically <laughs> seen a cow. So <laughs> I'm 
I said, I said, I said, for whatever reason, do you want to milk a cow? <laughs> Can I? I'm like, sure. Let me make a few phone calls. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. And so I called, I called marketing and, mm-hmm. and then they called the cattle barn. And I happen to have friends of the family that were showing cattle at the time. So I got a hold of them. This is before cell phones, so it's mm-hmm. you know a little odd. I called them. I said, hey, can you bring one of the Jersey cows down, you know, milking oh, time. And in, down into the grandstand area. Oh, yeah, backstage. <laughs> oh, my God. I just so assumed you would have taken cow, her to the, the cow. Ca- <laughs> no, they walked the cow from the cattle barn all the way across. Did you say a Jersey? Yeah, Jersey cat. You know, oh nice Jersey cow. Dossled, yeah, a little bit more they're small. Yeah, and they're smaller or whatnot. But yeah, all right through the midway, you know, all the way down no way. that road. And then they came up the old West Gate that came into the racetrack at the time. <laughs> yep. They walked down and, and her personal manager came out and they <laughs> kind of taught her how to, you know, milk a cow by hand. And that was it. And then they walked back and yeah. <laughs> oh so that was, a, you know, that's probably the craziest, oddest thing we oh ever, you know, did. But yeah. All in um, a day's work. <laughs> yeah. You just tapped into about how the state fair is a family. It's oh, yeah. a city mm-hmm. in oh, itself yeah. and it's a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get to know people and, yeah. you know, to, do I call the entertainment office or do I call just over to the cattle barn? I happen to meet that person at some point. <laughs> if I worked, well, I worked at the Coliseum for a little bit before through college and whatnot too. Mm-hmm. So I knew a couple of folks over there too. And you just meet people and talk and remember mm-hmm. and, and say hi. And then if you need something or something's coming up and see what you can do. Tell us, talk to us about, um, I can't remember how long ago it was, but was there like a cat video festival? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, remember so, that. I don't I remember, remember what the... year it was, but uh, apparently, so the Walker Arts Center at one point did a cat festival in the Walker Arts Center, you know, the sculpture garden area. Yeah. Um, and the, the way I heard the story was they expected maybe a thousand people to show up <laughs> for this thing. They had like eight porta potties, you know, there, I, there's not much out in that sculpture garden, right? Barely a concessionaire. They had like eight thousand people show up. It was they just got inundated. Oh, it was no. way beyond what, yeah. and it was free. So yeah, then the next year, realizing how successful that was, a promoter through the Walker and and whatnot created something, <laughs> and so that was just showing cat videos. And they had all produced and just watching videos up there, and people came. And the other part was is we had some of these cats. Grumpy cat, I think, was one of the names. Oh, yes. They were there. They were there. They parade them on the stage. Oh, no. And then we had, there were some people that paid big bucks. They could come back and meet these cats. Oh, my God. oh yeah. We had meet and greets. We had meet and greets with the cats. No. So, and the families that own them. So, and I think oh, it was only goodness. four or five cats that were there and whatnot. But, oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, my um, God. That had to have been one of the stranger nights back at the, that I mean, was That was an odd. The other, oh, yeah, the other God. odd one was it, it was, um, <laughs> There was like eight of these YouTube sensations that could sing and dance, oh, sort of. Oh, and then, yeah. But it's all these teeny teen kids and that kind of stuff. So yeah. it was TikTok screaming people. girls. Yeah, well, it was before TikTok. <laughs> oh, okay. but, but it was that kind of stuff where they could actually perform. Yeah. It was all, all these kids in the meet and greet and everything else. And uh, couldn't name any of them today. And <laughs> none of them are doing anything anymore. But <laughs> They had their state fair circuit for a year, so yeah. Yeah. Digifest, I think they called it. Oh, oh yeah. my god! I bet there were a lot of screamers in the audience. Yeah, a lot yeah. of screamers. <laughs> a lot of screamers. Not as loud as New Kids on the Block in '89. That was. I should wear earplugs a lot more often, but that's probably one of the concerts I definitely wore earplugs and had nothing to do with the music. It all had to do with the screaming girls and that frequency that was unbelievable. I can only imagine. Oh, it's great. 
Oh my god! Yeah, I wanted to be at that concert so yeah. bad. But and I that wasn't. that eighty nine, I had no idea what was going on with shows or concerts or that kind of stuff. And just like this is a great paying job. We're making lots of money. This is great. Just do what I got to do. And wow, that's loud. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty two thousand screaming girls. Have you ever recall a bad entertain a bad performance? Um, a really- Aaron Aaron Carter. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, yeah. he's a little brother of somebody with Nick Carter. Nick, Nick Carter, Carter of and Backstreet Boys. It was the last show of his tour, and it was just oh. screwing around. It was awful. Oh yeah. Yep. On the flip side, has there ever been a concert that you thought was amazing, but there weren't as many people as should um, have been there? You know, uh, Martina McBride had a sixty-piece orchestra behind her one Whoa. night, and she's amazing. Wow! Yeah. Um, but that was one of those still nights. And cool and just awesome. Oh. Mm. And even between songs, you'd hear somebody on the ejection seat or something. But still, you know, it was just like, it was it's just the perfect, perfect state fair night. Oh, yeah. It was just yeah. beautiful. And, mm. and that, so that one was really cool. Yeah. And then the only other show that I decided to leave the grandstand during the show, because I had no role way back in the day, and I wanted to go walk around. Have It was Roger Daltrey, and he had an orchestra behind him as oh, well. Yeah. And everybody's like, were you there? Did you catch any of that? I'm like, nah, I went and did it. Oh, you missed it. Oh. it was, I mean, it was supposed to be, it was an unbelievable show. You yeah. just rocked it. And but it was just great. think about the list of performers that have been at the fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Roger Daltrey. Mm-hmm. Just think of, oh, yeah. think of some of the names yep. that, mm-hmm. that have performed mm-hmm. there. It's crazy. You know, and I think the only time I can truly say I was starstruck was um, we're standing backstage and all of a sudden I looked over and as close to you guys are, it's like, that's a beetle. That's Ringo Starr. <laughs> oh yeah, when he had the, his his all star band. band. Oh yeah. wow, like, that's a beetle. <laughs> I would be in your. I it was would be in the same boat too. It's kind of the only, and I didn't really interact or that kind of stuff. But I'm just like, that's, that's a Ringo flipping beetle. star. Yeah, yeah, you that's know, a whole it was other crazy. Level. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the runner at that year, that was funny because they had to go to the signature airport and pick up all the artists the night before, and we had two big vans and then a Lincoln Town car, mm-hmm. um, and the runner. She gets everybody in, and all of a sudden, and doors close, and she closes the back door, hops up in the driver's seat. Hi, I'm Ringo. How are you tonight? He's riding shotgun. Oh my gosh! The Lincoln, the Lincoln, the Lincoln Town car was for the tour manager because he had other business he wanted to go do that night. So that was to take him and go do something else. And everybody else was going to the hotel to crash and get ready for the next day. Sure, and whatnot. So you know, so we're thinking, wow. Town yeah, cars for Ringo, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, he's his, his gig. But no, it wasn't him. He's just, I'm Ringo. How you doing? You know that kind of stuff. And <laughs> like yeah, the exact opposite of what oh, you yeah, expected. Oh yeah, what you would think. Yeah. <laughs> Hiya, mate. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's cool. You mentioned the artists. You know, I think this happens a lot more in modern day, but like where they kind of fly in, fly yeah. out. Yep. And that always fascinates me because mm-hmm. I mean that is so dicey. Like, oh, yeah. what if you have like weather, or have you, have you ever had a close call with somebody like almost not uh, making it? There's been a few, and <laughs> and even when you know just traffic, if there's something from the St. Paul Airport where privately or signature or just getting up there, if there's something, you know, you know, traffic wise or yeah. con- construction and that a kind Vikings, of thing that slows uh, them down. Season game, oh, yeah, yeah, right, or Gophers yeah. or whatever. It's, yeah. yeah, it every once in a while it's, it can be. It can yeah. be so, but it all seems to happen, you know. And now it's even interesting because more of them want just their bus to go get them. So it's not even a runner like you and I used to do. Yeah. Um. It they don't allow just the runner van to go get the artist. 
They want their tour bus to come. They want their come. tour bus to get them, although we'll still escort them with our runner vehicles. Hmm. But um, some of that, I asked those questions. I said, what's the big deal? Well, we were in Iowa a few years ago, and Iowa's whatever, <laughs> kind of arbitrary. And, <laughs> and don't take any offense, you know, this sweet older lady came to pick us up from the airport, oh, no. <laughs> proceeded to drive us to her daughter's house <gasps> 10 miles out of the way oh, from no. the venue, had our own personal meet and greet, oh, and no. then got to the venue. So I'm like, and the artist was gracious and <laughs> oh, did whatever, no. blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, I get it. Never mind. Yeah. I'll never ask again. Oh, or, I'll never Lord. question it again. Yeah, oh, you get burned God. on that once. Yeah, and you're once yeah. and that's it. You're done. And I'm like, and, and I had it once when I was running, uh, bringing uh, Kix Brooks oh, from yeah. Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. He flew in commercial and it, earlier in the morning and just personally, just me, just go down to get him at the airport, meet him at the gate when you could do that back then mm-hmm. and grab him. And I'm driving and we were going right to the fairgrounds and I drove uh, all the way up Fairview just because it was earlier in the morning. I didn't want to oh, get out yeah. on the freeways. So I just kept going Fairview and he's kind of turned. We're chatting and just being <laughs> pleasant. And all of a sudden he goes, where are we going? <laughs> Well, because oh, no. if you think coming up Fairview all the way from the fairground yeah, or from the airport all the way up, you're, all, you're, all you're seeing is residential, yeah. right? The yeah. College and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm like, trust me, we're not doing anything goofy. And this is long before I heard the other story, but yeah. you know, I'm like, we're getting there. I'm just avoiding traffic. We'll get there. It's the fairgrounds. It's in the middle of the Twin Cities. We'll be great. And once we got a little closer, he saw some signs, and then he saw the fair itself, and and everything was cool. But it was just like. I'm right by about McAllister College. Like, where are we going? <laughs> where sorry, are you sir. taking me? Yeah. I'm like, sorry, sir. You know. I know one of the trivia questions that the State Fair puts out is like, what was the longest concert in the history of grandstand shows? Mm-hmm. And I was working that year. I know you were too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you tell us about that night? <laughs> Chic, War, and the Ohio Players. <laughs> yep. And most bands have a pretty good, you're contracted to play 70 minutes. 30 minutes, depending what's up. It's all there. And then there's a 15-minute set change, half-hour set change, whether they need that or not. But, you know, more of that's to let people go get a beverage, use the restroom, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's intermission, right? Well, that show started, and the Ohio players, I think, started, and they kept rolling and kept playing. They were having a great time. (laughs) Really good music. They're great players. It's awesome. So they played long. And then... The set change was taken forever. Uh, don't know why, because usually that's like clockwork. And then um, war came on, and they played long. <laughs> and then now, even then, and that was, I happened to look this one up, because mm-hmm. it's part of one of the other questions you're going to ask me later, <laughs> um, um, that we did the fireworks between war <gasps> and the headliner. <gasps> <laughs> because we were hitting curfew 11 o'clock. And this yeah. might be already 1130. I mean, it's ridiculous how long this was going. Oh, no. So oh, then, then Sheik with Niles Rogers came on and they started rocking and having a good time. And I think by <laughs> midnight or one in the morning, they, we turned the house lights on, which are those lights that are on the stage that <laughs> shine onto the crowd. Like floodlights. Yes, I yes. swear there's 50 people out there. <laughs> Still rocking, having a great time, but it's like, Come on, let's get the clue and shut it down. But yeah, that's the longest show from whatever time it was supposed to start to when it actually ended. And we did fireworks in the middle of it and you know, oh, wow. during the intermission. We've done blues festivals and different things where it's a five-hour day, you know, on but a Sunday. But you start earlier. Though. Well, yeah, you start early. You start at five o'clock and go mm. up to 11, you know, that kind of stuff too. Yeah, so. wow. 
did they have to pull the plug? I don't remember how it actually ended. Yeah. But we were all awfully tired. Oh, gosh. I can't even imagine. That was halfway through the fair already, so you're already kind of done. And you know. and then you still got to do loadout and yeah. everything. Oh, my gosh. And at least they weren't bringing in a whole bunch of their production, and but it was just still, yeah. That was a crazy yeah. night. Crazy night. Long <laughs> night. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now it's time for Hallowed Tradition or okay. Bizarre Ritual. So tell okay. us about something that you have to do every year. Karen Leach, who used to be the entertainment director. So Karen got me roped in at one point the night before the fair. We have to come and toast Augie, and that was an old-time fair worker. Not any passed away. Um, we have to toast for a successful fair and da-da-da-da as, as you get ready for opening morning, right? Yeah. And it's kind of evolved, and there's three or four of us that will still get together, and we toast. We've had some wonderful people we've worked with in my 32 years that unfortunately have passed away. Mm. So we, one of them was our runner, and one was our production manager, and, and different things like that. And so we'll get together, and, and we, we have a toast at 9 o'clock. It's dark backstage of the grandstand. We make all the lights be off mm. um, and, and have a toast and just you know wish everybody a good fair and, and hope <sighs> Those friends of ours are looking over us to have a great fair. Oh, that's so beautiful. So it's pretty cool. And that's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're so, getting a little teary here. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. So that's kind of, that's that's the sentimental one or yeah. ritual. But that just shows family. Oh, yeah. It's a state yeah. fair family. And the other part is um, half of these folks that you work with, you may or may not talk to at all mm-hmm. for 340 some days. <laughs> and the day you meet, when the first day you're all working together, you're all talking like you just had beers, happy hour the day before, <laughs> yep. everything's going on, yep. what's family, you know, everything. It's it's yep. ridiculous. But you just, how you doing? What's going on? And like no time great. has passed. No yep. time has passed. It's it's the oddest. You just click on. You just yeah. click back. Yeah. You just click yeah. and you just roll with it and keep going. So the other thing I'll talk about is because of that long concert that we talked about. Yeah. The really long <laughs> concert. Um, there was an old... Like it's called a Midwest like disconnect box for electrical stuff with a big switch that <laughs> that kind of thing. So there's one just sitting there. It wasn't hooked up to anything or anything like that. I think the next year in the old bunker, I screwed it to the wall behind my desk, <laughs> and I have a padlock on it. And we didn't make a big deal about it, but it was on, and I put a padlock on it. And what's that for? Well, if we ever have a show like last year, <laughs> I'm shutting it down, unlock it, and we'll kill the power. Um, and so every year, starting in two thousand or two thousand two, we started. I keep putting that same box up in our office. And now with social media and posting videos, all of us on the morning of at eight o'clock in the morning or whenever we all of a sudden we have a lull. Yeah. Okay, um, Minnesota State Fair twenty twenty one. Turning it on. Click, and this thing does a nice chunk click. <laughs> and, you know, and then everybody in the office, yay! Here we go. And then. After the show's over and fireworks are over, we all quick try and jump in the trailer on Labor Day and we shut the fair off. Uh-huh, that's oh, that's cool. Fun. And so that's <laughs> become really fun. Yeah. And people really think that thing does something. <laughs> that, it, that it actually does. I'm, I want to, part of me wants to, you know, you, we see all the old videos of, you know, when in movies, when the city shuts down, right? Yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> I want to come figure out a a time lapse or get video of a time lapse of like the midway yeah. when it kind of shuts twinkles down at night yeah. and then 
shut it down. You know, do that. Yeah. But, but we don't have time. To, I don't have time to like totally produce that and mess around with that during the film. That would but be. It would be fun. But yeah. people, friends, people I've known forever. Are you really doing it? No. <laughs> it's just a prop, and it's just fun, and and we get, I get more mileage out of that thing. It's crazy. I can't wait for you to do that. It's so much fun, and you know we. We'll have new people that have been around a couple of years. And they probably and, think that that's really happening. Oh, yeah. It's that is so awesome. Yeah. So that, that one's kind of, those are kind of the two things that uh, when you asked me about that, that yeah. I haven't talked yeah. about. So, yeah. Okay. And now, stump the info booth, lady. Stump the info booth, What do you ladies? got for us? Well, one was going to be the last year of the races. <laughs> I was one year off. You were one year <laughs> off. So 2002 was the last year. Have you ever found, understood the whole reason why? The reason that there's no longer Correct. a race? Yeah. I know I know this, but I can't <laughs> come up with it. Yeah. I can't either. Yeah. So it was kind of a couple fold. There's a couple yeah. things. I was going to say, that. I know insurance was a big issue. So the, uh, the year before, there was an, like in an 2001, accident. when oh, Dale right. Earnhardt passed away. Yeah. Killed in a crash. Not at the fair. It, not no, at the no, fair. No. Um, but in, in the big picture, when and you saw safety. that crash... He basically just ran into the wall and whatever. And it wasn't a multi-car. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, after that, all the different race entities were doing audits of safety audits of tracks. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, and we had known there's limitations in that old track. And, you know, the configuration we had was 1963 when they... So people safety was one thing. Um, and the other part with the pits were another thing that weren't big enough and weren't enough of them to get cars in and out fast and, and that kind of stuff. So it was that safety audit. And... So then there was a financially a bid out there for, okay, to bring this half mile track up to safety standards. Right. It was going to be X. Yeah. And the return on investment in our lifetime, it would never pay off, even oh, though, wow. however much you were selling tickets the for at 22,000. Rate of return never yeah. was going to pay off. Yeah. At and, one and race things would have deteriorated yeah. worse. We have the info booth world, yep. but you have the grandstand, but we're all family oh, yeah, and we're, yeah. we have one yep. collective goal you know be at the fair and make sure that the guests have the best experience yep. possible yep. and it's kind of cool oh exactly and the, you know. the fair is one of the most dysfunctional functioning entities around <laughs> and i mean that in a good way and it i i and truly it all believe comes together I, it all comes together and it's because everybody cares about their area so much you guys are unique because you have to worry about everything and what's out there. Mm -hmm. But everybody else and their little entities, if you go to any of the uh, superintendent training, mm -hmm. and it just they're worried about the goat rodeo and or <laughs> the llama chicken. contest. Yeah, the llama contest. Yep, that's their yep, world, and yep. that's all they're worried about. And it's awesome. It, that's why it's so successful because mm -hmm. everybody cares so much about their world. Yeah. And this is their thing for 12 days, and it's awesome. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it's all these yeah. moving puzzle pieces yep. that – Yep. Miraculously, at six a.m. on the first day of the fair, it all starts happening. It's the all, magic. The magic yep. happens. <laughs> the magic happens. Thank you so much. Thank for my joining pleasure. Us. This Thank was great. You so I enjoyed much. it very much. We fun. really Thank loved you. hearing about your stories cool. from the fair. You bet. Cause we're the info booth ladies, the info booth ladies, in sun or rain. For all 12 days of the greatest get together in Minnesota State, the info booth ladies, the info booth ladies. For any question, when you need direction, we'll get you on your way. Cause we're here for that, and there's probably a map for that. Far better than an app for that. Say it with me.
need, Kristen and Kathy. <laughs>